0: The Orlando Magic win again. That's seven in a row now. That's that's pretty good. But how the Magic were imperfect in their win over the Hornets and why that tells us a lot, actually. Let's get to it. It's time to celebrate another victory here on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 27th, 2023. My name is Philip Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can find me on Twitter at Philip R-R, underscore omd On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Franz Wagner has 30 points. Cole Anthony has 30 points. Paolo Banchero just decided he was going to score at the rim whenever he wanted. But how we got to needing all of that, And how the Magic won without their defense tells us a lot about this team, about their weaknesses, about what's ahead and why you should be believing. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Lockdown Magic is brought to you by Prize the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NBA and use code all lowercase on NBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. We have watched your Lando Magic put together some crazy good wins here uh, during this seven-game win streak. You know, say what you want about the second halves against the Chicago Bulls, both of them. Orlando executed down the stretch and won those games late with big shots from Franz Wagner, from Paolo Bancaro, and from the rest. The Magic went to Indiana and shut down the best offense in the league in the Indiana Pacers. They came home, took care of their business in the NCAA tournament against the Toronto Raptors. Took down the Denver Nuggets with a late with late game execution once again. Beat up on the Boston Celtics. We all actually wondered entering Sunday's game if Orlando would have the same level of focus, the same level of intensity going up against a five and nine Charlotte Hornets team. Uh, we all wondered if this team could bring that same fire. Well. They'll have more opportunities. They did not do that. In fact, this game Sunday, a 130-117 victory, if, if you need to know, um, this game Sunday was imperfect, to say the least. It was not the best effort from the Orlando Magic. It was not the best game. You know, I, I'll say here, if we were already a playoff contender, if we were already an established team, if if, if this team's goals weren't just simply to make the playoffs, which... They still are, even as we continue to reevaluate them and say, oh, maybe this team is a little bit better than we thought. And by a little bit better, I mean a lot better. Um, uh, uh, If we were the Boston Celtics, you know, listen to our friend John Kralis at Locked On Celtics, and I listened to a little bit of his recap of Friday's game, we would be wringing our hands and saying, look, you gotta be better. And I'm not here to say that that's wrong. I'm not here to tell you that's wrong. yes. The Magic have to be better defensively. They gave up way too many points in the paint. They fouled a ton. They came out and let Charlotte hit him in the mouth and let Charlotte be the aggressors and and Orlando was struggling to keep up and and they really had to kind of fight and claw their way back into this one. Um this was not a perfect game and and yeah, I will admit and and, and you know, if Walker from locked on Hornets is listening, if Flamelo ball plays that second half, it is a very 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 different game. But here's the thing. That's part of the joy of this win. That's part of what I was really intrigued and liked to see. Because you have to learn lessons while winning. And yeah, Charlotte is probably a team that gives you a big margin for error. The Magic could kind of sleepwalk through a first quarter. They could give up 60 points in the second half. They did not have to be perfect to beat the Charlotte Hornets team. All they had to do was find a way. And I think that is as important a point as you could find in this game or find with this team. They... Have to learn how to win, and look. Orlando has a formula: score in the paint, get offensive rebounds, force turnovers, defend really well. They have their formula. That's always say on this show that there's five or six things this team has to do, and very clearly we're learning against teams like Charlotte. Again, no offense to Charlotte. We were we've been in those shoes before. This Magic team may only have to do three or four of them. Obviously, if we're thinking about the playoffs, they're going to have to do all five or six of those things to be successful in the playoffs. But the magic, How the Magic played Sunday night is not good enough for April. But for late November, for a team still establishing itself, still establishing who it is and learning how to win, figuring this stuff out is really encouraging. Because we all felt it. This is the eighth game in 13 days for this Magic team. It's coming off the high of that win over Boston and that win over Denver. This Charlotte hadn't played since Wednesday. They got Terry Rozier back. They've had Miles Burgess back for um for the last two games and appreciate all the fans uh, at the Amway Center who did boo him. Um, it's it's this game set up to be a trap game. And the magic didn't, the magic nearly fell into that trap. Let's not, let's not put it, let's not twist it. They let Charlotte hang around in this game. Every time it felt like Orlando was about to put the foot down and go up big, Charlotte reeled them back in. And and really, it was Orlando fouling and making mistakes and not playing the level of defense that we know this team is capable of playing. And yet, after that second quarter, Orlando had the lead. Orlando was able to score and keep pace with Charlotte. Franz Wagner stepped up with big play, scoring 10 points in the fourth quarter, 13 in the third, making his first nine shots to shoot 11 for 15 for 30 points. Cole Anthony had 30 points, just pacing that bench, getting to his spots in the paint seemingly at will, getting to the basket, drawing fouls for every mistake that Orlando made and and, and didn't fit their identity. Charlotte made it right back at him. Charlotte made those same errors, those same miscues. They too fouled a lot. They too put the team at the foul line, put the team at the foul line, made turnovers, made mistakes. Sometimes you just got to find a way to win. It's an 82 game season. You're not going to have it every single night. And But even on those nights you don't have it, you have to win. That's what the good teams do. You play to a, a, you know, and I think Cole said this after the game too, you play to a standard. You're not playing, you know, someone said this is the kind of game where the Magic need to blow the team team out, give their starters a break, and that might be that that's the result you want. But really, it's about the process. As much as you hate saying that, it's about bringing the same intensity, the same focus, the same fire, no matter the score, no matter the opponent. And look, the Magic were celebrating and happy about the win. But you could kind of sense underneath it all we, that they knew, not that they gave this one away or they nearly gave this one away, they knew they did not bring the right approach to this to this game. And understanding and recognizing that for a young team like this is still really important. This magic team still found a way to win. I don't know if they win this game last year. Five hundred teams sometimes struggle with games like this one. They sometimes struggle when they are when they when they got the rest disadvantage when they're coming off a big game, going up against an opponent that you can't get up for. By the way, kudos to the Amway Center crowd. Another sellout at the Amway Center. Another lively, energetic crowd. I know it was Kids Day. Um, Another great atmosphere at the Amway Center. The Amway Center has been hopping all season long. Kudos, like, everyone's bringing it. And look, that helped this team. They probably lose this game if it's in Charlotte. And that's something to learn from and grow with. But it's a win. And at the end of the day, the record doesn't care if you win by one or you win by 30. All that it cares about is that you win. And for this team growing and evolving and developing who their identity is and who they are, sometimes you're going to have to win in unconventional ways. That's what happened Sunday night. And we can celebrate a seven-game win streak in the process. That seven-game win streak, though, has come with a lot of like fun historical markers why? What they've done during the last week, two weeks now, is plenty of reason to believe. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at Prize Picks. Look, Prize Picks is my preferred daily fantasy. It's it's not you know yeah the banners down there if you're watching on YouTube it, they they've advertised with our podcast for a long time. When I play daily fantasy, I play prize fix because I don't have to worry about confusing scoring systems, confusing cap, you know, confusing salary cap requirements. I don't have to worry about going up against sharks. It's just me versus the numbers. It's a test of me. And I like to be tested myself. I don't like dealing with other people. I just want to be tested myself. So if you think you are a great daily fantasy sports player, prize picks is the game for you. All you have to do is put together an entry of two to six players. And say whether they will get more or less than their stat projection. If I'm not mistaken, Paolo Bedkerro's usual stat projection is at 18 and a half. If you think he's going to score more, you simply say more. If you think he's going to score less, you simply say less, or you just you know stop being silly and say that he's going to do more because he's going to score more than 18 and a half. It's really that simple. And Price Picks offers some fantastic offers to make the game just a little bit spicier, such as a, a Price Pick that I did over the weekend, uh, over Thanksgiving weekend. It was combined Jason. Uh, it was combined um, Nick Bosa at sacks and Christian McCaffrey touchdowns. I think it was Christian McCaffrey touchdowns. I don't remember exactly. I remember exactly which one it was, but it was oh more or less than two and a half of those stat totals combined. This adds a little extra spice to your football Sunday or, or to whatever you're watching. We got big in season tournament on Tuesday. I may I may throw a prize picks in for the in season tournament on Tuesday. You could do basketball. You could do bit. You could do football. You could do really any sport, and they offer again such fun combinations too. So go to prizepickscom slash NBA and use code NBA for a first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars. Again, that's prizepickscom slash NBA. Use code NBA for a first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars. If you have not done so already, Lockdown has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you, covering 24-7, the top sports stories of the day, with the local experts like me of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. I would also like to announce that coming up on Tuesday. Tuesday is The um, last day of the in-season tournament, the Magic are done playing in the in-season tournament. So we will be sitting and watching the results roll in. So this Tuesday, starting at, I'm going to say at 8.30, we're going to go at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. uh, We're going to do a live show. We're going to watch the results come in from the in-season tournament. I'm going to flip my desk around, have the TV on. Reacting live to the Orlando Magic potentially advancing in the in-season tournament. So bring your questions. We'll make it a mailbag show too. Bring your questions uh, so that we can so that I can answer your questions about the Orlando Magic season. We'll chat what we're seeing in the in-season tournament games. We'll chat the magic. That'll be our episode on Tuesday. Tuesday, 8:30 p.m. Eastern time. We'll carry it all the way through the end of those at least seven o'clock games. Um, as we wait in-season tournament results and to see if the Magic will be in the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament. We'll talk more about that as well on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. But like I said uh, as well, um, to close that last segment, um, the fans at the Amway Center this season have been awesome. Um, Some of you have come up to me, as you've seen me in the hallways at the Amway Center I'm um, just saying, you listen to the show. I, I appreciate all of you. Uh, I'm gonna try and work on some goodies to to, to give to give to you guys as well. Uh, I hope to see some of you at the at the Duven uh, pop up pop up on Thursday pop up event on Thursday. Um, there is undeniable energy about this Magic team. Um, we you know this homestand has only cemented how much this city, this fan base, this town. Really believes in what this team is doing. And obviously, there's been confirmation of belief. This team is winning. Um, that is a big factor in selling anything. Um, if the team were struggling, if the team were losing again, it, there wouldn't be this groundswell that we're feeling. But honestly, it, it started even before the team won. We, we felt it opening night. We felt, you know, I was talking to. David Steele about this before the season. It, this really does feel like the most anticipated season of Magic Basketball since, 20, since the 2010 season, since the summer of 2009 coming off the finals. There is real belief in what this team is trying to build and what they're trying to do. And honestly, like, I did not expect tonight to sell out. I, I, Sunday night, sure. The Charlotte Hornets are not a big-time opponent. That is not a team... That That is not a team that, you know, the mellow ball is great. It's not that they're terrible. I, I will watch anything. I will watch any basketball. I will watch Spurs Pistons, um, just to see Wemby. But um, I will watch anything. So maybe I'm not the target audience. But that's not a game that I expect to sell out, uh, even on a Sunday night. But I walked into the readable, like, right before tip-off, and I was just like, whoa, like, there are fans here. And so, you know, I challenge this this team, this, this fan base, at least my listeners who listen, um, before this home scene began last Tuesday to bring the energy this week to to really make this team have a home court advantage. And and they absolutely have. This is a franchise, this is a team, this is a group that has given this fan base a lot of reasons to believe. It's about how hard they play. You know, we could go into the numbers. We could go into like Paolo Bancaro looks like a star. We're going to talk about in the, the, the game here in a minute. We could talk about all that, all we want. And that's big. Like getting the number one pick in Paolo Bancaro, undoubt, and getting that pick right, undoubtedly changed this team and changed their outlook. It undoubtedly elevated this team from, okay, interesting young group to, okay, now we're working with something. And, and Paolo has been the absolute right guy. Like, this is a this is a dude that just gets it. And every, you know, again, your team leaders, everyone follows suit. Everyone is bought into this defensive mentality, this kind of chaotic, uh, hardworking defensive mentality. This is a group that plays with ferocity. Um, They didn't have it necessarily all so finely tuned Sunday night. But even then... They made plays defensively when they had to, to win the game. Um, this is a team that has quickly learned how to win and close these games out in, in ways that we haven't seen in, in the, with the Magic, frankly, in a decade. It's different. This whole thing is different. And everyone senses and feels that. Even the players, I think, sense and feel that. That you know, there's a lot of talk, and they backed up a lot of that talk. They said they want to be a top five defense. They've been a top five defense through the first seventeen games. Um, they said they wanted to protect the Amway Center. They've lost one game at the Amway Center in eight games. They're seven and one at the Amway Center. They're seven and two overall at home. The Atlanta Hawks game counts as a home game. They've delivered on everything they've promised us so far, and it's gotten to the point where yes. We are raising expectations. Um, I was asked this, I was on, on the radio station in Charlotte previewing the game, and they asked me about asked me about you know whether expectations have been risen by the start. And I'm like, you know, first off, I do believe that you change expectations as you get a sense of your team. We are no longer a team that is going to just be happy making the play. That's not the goal anymore, kids. That's not the goal. The goal now is not only to make the, the play-in, but to make the playoffs. This is a playoff team. This is not a play-in team. This is a playoff team. And again, holding them to that higher standard and learning how to play to that higher standard is going to be the trick the rest of the way. Now, of course, that will not be easy. The Magic are not winning uh 72 games in a row, they're not going to go 77 and five. There's a lot, there's a loss coming. It's probably going to be Saturday, but uh, because of the Orlando Brooklyn back to back, which I don't like. But um, this team is doing stuff that this franchise hasn't done in a very long time. The last time the Magic were 11 and five, let alone 12 and five, was 2011. Dwight Howard was here last time they won seven straight games was the nine-game winning streak, a franchise uh, franchise record-tying nine-game winning streak after the trades in December 2010. We're talking about teams that, that yes, the warning here is that the 2010 team was probably the most disappointing team in Magic history. Or 2011 team was the most disappointing team in Magic history. First-round exit to the Atlanta Hawks in six games. The 2011-2012 team was the Dwight Merrier, fell completely apart. Those are both teams at the end of their runs. This is a team at the beginning of its run. So it is a little bit different, but it should serve as a careful reminder that there's still a lot of games to play. I, I keep bringing up to people like, look, the 2015 team went 19 and 13 and then fell apart and missed the playoffs, won 35 games. There is a long way to go. And I got to give this Magic team credit They have shown the maturity to recognize that. They're not sitting there celebrating or hooting and hollering. They know they haven't accomplished anything. They keep talking about, you know, we've got to keep working. We've got to keep getting better. And that's incredible maturity from a young team that has never done this before. This team has given us all plenty of reasons to believe. And so let me sit here, say it unequivocally then. Believe in this team. They're going to the playoffs. They're going to keep building. They're going to keep growing. And we're going to see exactly how far this team can take us. So enjoy the ride. Don't stress over the little things. Enjoy the ride. Play the music and enjoy the ride. That's going to be the that's going to be the message here from me. Because, you know, a game like Sunday, like look, I'm sitting here spinning it positively. I'm not going to deny that. Pretty soon. This podcast, this whole conversation is going to be like, look, the Magic know they can play better. We know they can win these games. Just because they won doesn't mean that we're happy. That's where we're going. That's where we're getting to very, very quickly. I don't think we're quite there yet, so I will spin this this win positively. But we know the Magic can be a lot better. And honestly, that's the fun part of all this. When we come back, we're going to chat a little bit. Uh, we're going to go through the box score, talk a little bit about individual performances. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder in everywhere but Florida, it's actually been in the 70s, low 70s. I saw us peek into the 60s a little bit. It's getting cooler here in Florida, so I will stick to the copy. The NFL offers, though, are going to stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit fanduel.com slash on. And kick off the NFL season. Fan Duel is an official partner of the NFL. As we do after every game, let's go through the final box score, chat a little bit about individual performances from today's game for the Orlando Magic a 130 to 117 victory. Over the Charlotte Hornets. Like I said at the top, um, not the Magic's best defensive effort. This game was played at a pretty frenetic pace. Orlando did end up actually with a 110 defensive rating, which isn't bad, but this team is accustomed to giving up 105 points per 100 possessions. Luckily, Orlando's offense really showed up 124 points per 100 possessions. Charlotte not really doing much to keep Orlando out of the paint. Orlando scores 74 points in the paint. Charlotte had 60 um, shot 37 for 54 in the paint. So able to get to the basket, Um, able eventually to get to the foul line. They only had two free throws in the first quarter, dominated from the foul line the rest of the way, 26 for 33 from the foul line. Just Orlando was able to, like, again, there's four or five things Orlando has to do to win games. Um, Get to the paint, score, win the paint battle, did that. Win the free throw battle, you know, get to th- 25 to 30 free throws per game, did that. Um, you know, gave up their own, gave up some free throws. Their defense was was a little bit off, but they still forced turnovers. 18 turnovers for 28 Orlando points from Charlotte. Ended up with 18 fast break points, which that number has been peaking up uh, a little bit here, as, especially as Orlando's played uh, some more um, some more faster paced teams over the last week. Um, you know, it took Orlando a little while to get going, but they found their way. They found um, they found what they needed to do to win this game. And you know, it, it, there's is, there's been this thing that's happened over the last couple of games where that first quarter, they're a little bit too chaotic and, and they're trying to find like where the line is. It took them a lot longer to find where the line was defensively in this game. They had long stretches of very good defense and then long stretches where they were up by like eight, nine points and they kept fouling and and they were just kind of matching baskets for a long time. Luckily, Orlando was able to score in this one. Um, You know, if this were on the road, Orlando struggles a little bit more offensively on the road. I think they would be in a little bit more trouble. But they got some really big games today. Uh, Franz Wagner, I thought, was awesome. Just, just awesome. 30 points, 11 for 15 shooting, 2 for 3 from 3, 6 for 9 from the foul line, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. made um, his first 9 shots, 9 for 9. Was really intent on getting to the basket. Um just really, really intent on getting to the rim, getting around the basket, just working his way past defenders, especially when Mark Williams wasn't in the game. Just Orlando was making lines to the basket. They were living in the paint all game and, and they missed some shots early in the paint. And so just, and turn the ball over a little bit in the paint. Just felt like a matter of time before they were going to zoom past Charlotte. It was just about making those shots. Franz was really determined to get to the basket today in a way that he hasn't always been this season. And so that got his shooting percentages up. That got him to play at a little bit of a faster pace and, and, and play uh, with a much more aggressive mindset. So once, you know, the ball swung to him on those three pointers, they went in. This is the kind of Franz Wagner magic need. Again, Charlotte's defense isn't the greatest. So took advantage of that and, and it was something to build off of um, Cole Anthony, 30 points as well. First time the magic of a two players scored 30 points, in the same game since the game against the Kings at the Amway center last year. That was an overtime game first non-overtime game with two magic players scoring 30 points since 2020, uh, 2021, uh, March, 2021 against the nets. Um, if I'm not mistaken, March, 2020 scratch that. I don't, I don't remember, but, uh, Evan Forney and Aaron Gordon did it against the nets, um, back in 20, uh, back in March, 2021 before the trade deadline. Um, Anthony was awesome as well. Nine for 16 shooting only one for three from three 11 for 12 from the foul line. One of the more interesting, uh, wrinkles to Cole Anthony's game. He's getting to the foul line a lot more. He's doing a much better job attacking and getting into the paint. He's hit those floaters, those little pull-up jumpers really, really well. He keeps guy, he keeps defenders really off balance is really aggressive getting to the basket. His athleticism to get to the rim is really, really special and, and, and really, really important to his game. He's able to draw contact and finish at several like impressive and one finishes, you know, Cole, Cole Anthony just plays well against Charlotte too, which has been weird. Um, especially against LaMelo Ball. But just a really great game to just pace the magic, give them that advantage on the bench that they needed, um, that they should have against a team like Charlotte. Um, just really, really pulled this team up and, and helped them out a lot. Palo Bancaro only scored 23 points, nine for 18 shooting, two for five from three, three for six from the foul line, seven rebounds, eight assists. I keep telling you all, Palo Bancaro is going to have a triple-double this year. I will go on record. He will have a triple-double before he has a 40-point game. You can freezing cold take me later. That's my prediction. Um, This was a great game from Paolo. I thought early on he was a little too passive, trying too hard to to get others involved, settling for jumpers. There's a moment in the third quarter where Paolo, I think, missed a three. He kind of like gave this look at like, God, I'm just not hitting a shot. And in the rest of the game, he just proceeded to attack the basket at will and just get to the rim get to the basket, hit these tough, you know, bully his way to the room if he had to, hit these tough shots over length, over the defenders. Just, this is why Paolo's so good and why we're so excited for him. The spot-up shots are there. He's starting to hit those spot-up threes really well. He just can't settle for jumpers. He's got, you know, one or two mid-range jumpers he's got to do to keep the defense honest and he's capable of making. No, I'm not saying don't take him, but getting to the basket is his superpower. Um, teams are blitzing him. They're sending double, double teams at him at all corners. He's making great passes for the most part um, to get others open. That that's still an evolving part of his game. But just this, this, you know, Franz and Cole are going to take all the highlights for scoring 30 points. Paolo was really good. Really, really good. Just a great game from him. Uh Jalen Suggs with 12 points, five for nine shooting, two for five from deep hit, a big three in the fourth quarter that really gave the Magic some breathing room. You know, energized the crowd, got the sleep, got the lead up to like 15, I think, at, at the time. Um, Really disruptive defensively, especially early, but Magic struggled to find the line for where fouls were, so that that was difficult for them. Goga Patadze had 11 points, 5 for 7 shooting, 7 rebounds, 3 assists for him. Struggled with foul trouble, um, but Orlando did a good job with the interior passing throughout the game. Goga was a big-time beneficiary of that. Mo Wagner, 11 points, 4 for 7 shooting, 7 rebounds for him. Joe Ingles with another 6-assist game had 5 points as well. Uh, Orlando overall shoots 54% from the floor. That's a big reason why they were able to win this game. 10 for 27 from three, made their threes in the second half to pull away. And 26 for 33 from the foul line. That constant drumbeat and marched the line. That's Magic basketball. Again, Orlando gets out in transition. They score 28 points off Charlotte turnovers. They score 18 fast break points. Wasn't pretty. Not how the Magic typically win. They're not typically a shootout team but they were able to control the piece of the game. they were able to kind of find their groove. They knew they were scoring at will and, and they had a, you know, they had a, a, t- a season high 33 assists as a team. They were, they found a groove offensively. They made enough stops defensively. That's not going to be the usual formula to win games, but it worked tonight. And, and sometimes that's what you have to do. Sometimes, you know, you just have to find what works that night and be flexible enough to play that way. Credit to this magic team. For being flexible enough to play that way. Um, one more guy I gotta give a shout out to. Um, Caleb Houston. Six points, 12 minutes in the game, one for two shooting, one for two from three, three for three from the foul line, two rebounds, uh, two fouls for him. Uh Jonathan Isaac sat out with a sore left ankle after that that nasty fall on Friday. Caleb Houston stepped in and just made really nice plays. Um, just played in simple. You know, his minutes were good, productive minutes. Um, you always worry when someone isn't in the rotation. Are they going to give you productive minutes? Second strike game, Caleb Houston gave this team really productive minutes. Scored all six points on one possession. Got fouled on a three-point attempt. Uh, made all three free throws. It was a flagrant foul because uh, Brandon Miller was in his, his landing spot. Then went then went and made a three in the next possession. Just really, really solid. The shot's going to be there. I'm, I'm not worried about Caleb Houston making smart decisions. His defensive positioning is usually pretty good. I think teams are still going to test him a little bit, but having a guy like Caleb Houston, whom this team clearly trusts a little bit, uh, is is definitely a, a big thing for them. So a really, really nice game from Caleb Houston when, when his number was called on. For the Hornets, uh, Miles Bridges, who, uh leads the team with 23 points, 10 rebounds. Terry Rogier with 22 points. Brandon Miller with 20 off the bench. Lamelo Ball scores just seven points on three for six shooting in 14 and a half minutes. Left the game in the second quarter with what appeared to with what appeared to be an ankle injury. It was I think a left ankle strain. Um, really nasty fall. Powell kind of landed on him awkwardly. Um, he needed help getting the getting back to the locker room. So hopefully Lamelo is fine. Definitely kind of took a lot out of this Hornets team. The Magic defeat the Charlotte Hornets one thirty to one seventeen. Finally a couple of days off, but we'll see the Washington Wizards on Wednesday at the Amway Center. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. If you're tuned in Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the ways to podcasts your podcast enabled listening advice listening to the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at Omagic Daily. And of course, be sure to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub, patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. We appreciate all of your support. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Now 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports is there 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts like me, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. That's going to do it for me today on our next episode of Locked On Magic. We are going to go through every single scenario for the Orlando Magic to advance to the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament. We'll get to that on tomorrow's show. I promise you it will not be confusing, but it will be. We'll get to that tomorrow. But until then, for Orlando Magic, daily Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.